Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Chesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD! How you been, brother? Good, man. Yeah, good. Good to be back after uh, a week hiatus. And I do have to apologize, everybody. Completely my fault. You know, life gets in the way sometimes, and, uh, you know, you gotta, uh, Put the podcast to the side for a week, but good to be back. It's all right. Welcome to have him back. Welcome to have you back. We are happy to have you back. <laughs> Welcome back, and we are happy to have you back, Mr. Delory. Hey, look, you know, uh, we've got a couple of mulligans here in the contract uh, with the network, so, uh, you know, you got like 14 mulligans left, so it's all good, man. So as long as you're okay, uh, Rangers were, were, were rolling okay, too, there, except for the last two games, but... um. I don't know, buddy. Where do you want to start, man? You know, are you happy to see bread on the ice today? Is that, like, the, the greatest thing in the world? Or uh, you want to start somewhere else? What's on your mind, buddy? Yeah, no, I think getting uh, Mr. Panarin back uh, on the ice and uh, off of his own hiatus. I mean, you know, we didn't have, you know, Russian gangsters and, <laughs> and uh, presidents coming after us the way Panarin did. That's not why, you know, we didn't have the show last week, but... You know, I, I think this went on a little bit longer than we all hoped. Um, it's at, hopefully him being back means that he feels his family is um, no danger is, is is imminent towards them and they're safe. And and uh, he's he was all smiles about today. coming back. So it's got to be. Yeah, okay. I mean, that, look, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing is that his family is safe or at least he perceives that they are safe. So so beyond that, you know, everything else is gravy. But. Um, good to have him back, especially coming off back-to-back losses to the Penguins. Um, you know, I thought maybe us missing last week's show was good luck after they beat the Devils two games in a row. Uh, but alas, um, you know, that was not the case with the two Penguin losses. So, you know, I think it'll be good to get him back. Obviously, he's not going to play tomorrow against the Bruins. Um Quinn had mentioned today. So, you know, that's all right. I'm sure they want to ease him back in. You don't want to get him right back on the ice. So um, I, I think he's coming back at the right time. The team is struggling a little bit. You know, we are getting healthier, which is good. I think sometimes when when you get everybody back, sometimes that messes with things a little bit. But ultimately, I, I think that they will um, get things back together and, and head in, in the right direction again. You know, they had won what? six of eight games, something along that those lines. So they were looking 
good. And hey, look, you know, they're in a tough division. I said from the beginning of the year, this is going to be a tough year. And if you look ahead now, they just play two at Pittsburgh. They got two at Boston coming up, then two at Philly, then two at Washington. I mean, you know, it's like a buzzsaw in this division. I mean, there's nothing easy about it. So, you know, even if they're playing at the top of their game, they're going to have a tough time sort of traversing um, this division. But, you know, getting Panarin back right before going through that type of schedule, you know, is good. Now, the next problem, it's it seems like a problem is always popping up, whether it's injuries or, again, international issues is that Chesterkin is now out, and with him out, Yurgiev is not sort of living up to uh, the standards that we have come to know from him whoa, over the last whoa, couple of whoa. years. Easy on Georgia boy now. Even you will admit <laughs> I know. that uh, <laughs> you know he is having a, a rough go, and, and it's gotten so bad that we had to turn to Keith Kincaid. <sighs> not... Not the Keith Kincaid of Chubby Rain fame, as my my buddy pointed out the other day. I don't know if you ever seen the movie Bowfinger, um, but you know the Keith Kincaid of Long Island. You know, good to have another Long Island guy, you know, in the mix. But you know, if we're relying on Keith Kincaid to uh, defeat the Penguins, I think we're in trouble, and we were. Yes, we were. But hey, you know. We got him. He's in there. You know? He's What is yeah. up with your boy Georgia? What what happened? I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I mean, was do you think that maybe, you know, the Henrik Lundqvist influence that he had in the locker room mentorship no, I mean No. You know what, man? I'm at this point right now with this team where I'm not you know, it, it, we just got to roll with the squad cuz certain things you just can't explain. Certain things you just don't understand, and you know they're 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 dealing with a lot of uh, you know adversity here and different things and stuff. And they had a good run there before losing to the Pens. And um, you know, as far as Georgiev, you know, sucking on, on <laughs> goals in those games, and then you know Kincaid. I mean, you can't beat up on that guy. I mean, come on, he's he's been rusty. No. He's thrown no, in the spot. So, you know, I, what I was kind of hesitating to saying with him and as far as him getting in there, I mean, there's not much you can really say. You know, he's plugging a hole. I mean, you know, Quinn hated to have to go to him, and, and that was an opportunity for Georgia to kind of step up and shine, but it didn't happen, you know? And whether that's pretty much all on him, yeah, I guess mostly would say in terms of the goals that he let up. And why does that happen with him sometimes? I don't know. But, you know, you always cry youth and, and experience and – you know, all that other stuff. So should I sit here and yell and scream? I, I'm going to try not to yell and scream anymore, KD. You know, at least I'm going to I'm gonna try. But I just don't know if it's really worth it with this team right now, you know? I mean, well, let's... Well, let me, let me ask you this. What do you think is going to happen, happen first? Gyrgyev making a save on a breakaway or Brett Howden scoring, scoring a goal? <laughs> it sucks to say that Brett's <laughs> going to score a goal. But um, my goodness, I don't know. But hey, look, you know, I, I was joked uh, before the season started too. you know, my love for Georgia boy said, hey, you better keep an eye on Chester. He's injury prone. That is on tape. And yeah. sure enough, this guy's he's gone down again. I mean, so 
you know, what's the, what's up with his training? What's up with, uh, you know, with that aspect of it and his mechanics and everything else? I mean, you know, is, is you know, Shesty's hurting the team here. You know, is, is, you know, should we sit here and yell at Shesty? Should we sit here and yell at Georgie? You know, as far as, you know, if we're going to stick with this whole thing and maybe we'll get into it tonight in terms of where you're feeling, you know, the rebuild. Um, obviously, uh, we skipped a week last week. So before that, it was the fire Quinn thing. And, you know, I put my six games up and they went four and two in the six games. But now another six games starting up here and they're oh and two. Do we do we put the clock? Do I put the clock back on for Quinn now? You know, I didn't necessarily get mad at the, you know, these two losses. I don't know. It was just different because. I in, in in the the six games where they went four and two and, and putting twelve goals up against the Devils and and playing pretty good as a team and thinking about the guys that are out and and seeing Laffy's time go up and and just seeing Heedle uh, back in the lineup was fantastic. He looks great. Um, they're a different team with him and he he just looks so good and confident. It's not perfect, but it's uh it's definitely a different aspect. And you throw that up against the wall with the fact that you know Truba's coming back, Panarin's coming back. Mika seems to be getting a little bit. And then you got to talk about Chris Kreider, man. He's just, you know, he's been fantastic in terms of putting the puck in the net. Obviously, put aside the last two games here. But up against everything that we talk about this team, everything we've been getting angry about, whether it's Quinn, whether it's the rebuild, whether it's the adversity, the guys that are in and out of the lineup, going back to Tony D in the beginning. Now we've got another goaltending issue right now. Uh, we probably didn't think this was going to happen because we've raved about the two guys in nets. Uh, you know, and like I said, you can't really get mad at Kincaid coming in. So, you know, here we are, you know, after 24 games and, you know, they got their 10th win and I want to thank all the fans of Gold Rangers Radio uh, on the Twitter and we beat the Rangers to 10 wins by getting a 1,000 followers. So we really appreciate that. That was a big day for us on Saturday, KD, you got to admit. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm, You know, where, where do we go now with this team? What, what's... I, I think right now, to me, I, I'm 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 in a different place. You know, we skipped last week. I'm kind of in a different place where, um, I think this is the team we got. We're they're gonna go, do good in spurts, and then they're gonna suck for a couple of games here. And this schedule, like you brought up, is rough, and they might turn it on. They may or not. They or they or they won't. And we just have to deal with that. I think. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what's been going on with with a number of players out with with injuries and then and then Panarin out, you know, a lot of players have stepped up. I mean, you talk about Kreider, who in the eight games that Panarin's been out, he, the guys put up eleven points, including eight eight of those eleven points are goals. Yeah, I mean, he's tough. just been on a goal scoring tear. Strom, same way. Strom has put up nine points in eight games without Panarin. Oh, by the way, for all the Strom haters out there who said, you know, his <laughs> points are only coming because he plays with Panarin, how you like me now? <laughs> um, because, you know, uh, I've defended the guy for the last two years um, as being a pretty good hockey player. Um, and, and I think he's proved that over the last two weeks without Panarin that, you know, he can do it on his own. So, you know, good for Strom sticking it to the haters, which which I appreciate and enjoyed. Um, and even Buchanavich, I mean, over the last eight games, and again, those, those eight games that Panarin's been out, he's put up eight points. And, and, you know, the one guy you did mention that he scored the other day, but to be honest, other besides that goal, you know, Zabinijad really still hasn't been doing much. I mean, it got to the point of where the other night Quinn actually sat him for a while. So, and, and even if 
even during the game that he had scored, he scored early in the first period, which is fantastic. And maybe you were hoping monkey off his back. He's going to start rolling now. Once he gets one, he's going to get, you know, 10. And later on in the game, Buchnevich set him up and he had a wide open tap in backside second period in a big spot. And he hits it off the pipe. He has the entire net. And he deflects it all off the pipe instead of he literally could have put it anywhere on the net. The goaltender was completely out um, off the net. And, you know, last year he scores that a hundred out of a hundred times. And this year it's off the post. So, you know, I'm happy to see that he scored the other night. But, uh, you know, he's still not there yet. And when you lose a guy like Panarin... He's the other guy that needs to step up. You know, Kreider's been, hold, you know, picking up the slack, Strom, Buchnevich. But, you know, our other big guy, the, you know, our supposedly superstar center, you know, he still has yet to show up. And it's gotten so bad again. Quinn, you know, he sat him. And Quinn, you know, he usually has his favorites. And very rarely do you see him sitting veterans. And, you know, usually we'll be making examples out of um, the rookies. Um, you know, he actually sat Zabinijad there. So I think him not holding up his end of the bargain on the score sheet has led, has helped lead to these last two games where um, the Penguins were able to come out on top. If if maybe Zabinijad scores that second goal there, maybe that's a, a, a different game. Um, and and to me, that right now is is he is the biggest issue other than the goaltending. Now it's just Durkin getting injured. Um, just performance wise, you know, Zabinijad and, you know, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt earlier on in the year with COVID and, and this and that, but you know, he's been in the lineup. I haven't heard him once or anybody uh, mention that, that that was still impacting him. If that is the case, then look, that's a legitimate excuse. But you know, if he's out there every night, I have to assume that he's healthy. So you know, I think it's time for him to, you know, whether it's look himself in the mirror or, you know, get a shot of confidence or whatever it is. But, you know, uh, him not being up to snuff is really hurting his team. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's something we're, uh, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get used to watching his fans. And I'm sure, like I said, the, the coaching staff there is just trying to – they're giving him every opportunity to try to make things happen. And it just hasn't happened yet. I mean, unfortunately, in this short season, you know – Time really isn't on everybody's side here, and especially the way this division is starting to play out, uh, play out here a little bit. Um, but, you know, with, with Panarin hopefully coming back uh, after this weekend, you know, the thing with Kreider and, and how he stepped up, uh, you know, these past, you know, six games, eight games here, um, you hope that carries over when Panarin's back in the lineup. I think, you know, Truba coming back here, they were having defensive issues with him in the lineup. I think what we're hoping to see now is that these these guys, you know, 20, um, 25 games in here this weekend, that there's, there's something's got to start gelling. So a lot of the young guys started getting more of the ice time that we were kind of crying for, right? Heedle's back in the lineup, you know? Um... Uh, you know, with Panarin coming back too, the 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 lines start shaping out the way that they they were at the beginning of the year, and now hopefully these guys can start finding something together, and then everything rolls back into the third and fourth line, and maybe you know um, they can all just kind of keep you know gelling together. I mean, that's going to be the big thing. So look, I'll tip my hat to uh, Coach Quinn as far as 
you know, dealing with a lot of this stuff over the last, you know, a uh, couple of weeks here and, you know, getting the best out of these guys. It could against teams they really should beat. You know, they beat the Sabres. They beat the Devils. You know, let's not have a parade here about in terms of, you know, who they're beating. I think I thought after those wins against the Devils in, in terms of how they played Pittsburgh before, I thought these two games would have been something where they might have been able to step up a little bit. And that's that's maybe the only problem with the team. You know, they, they can't seem to, at least this year, they can't seem to keep the momentum going. Like these two games against Pittsburgh would have been huge, if, even if they had a split going into Boston. But to not get the split and to not get any points out of these games is just frustrating. So to me, it's like, all right, they've stepped back, and now they're going to start up again against the Boston team. That's going to be tough. And you brought up the schedule. It's going to be brutal. So they're on this seesaw where they could they could actually, you know, last week we're talking like, hey, these guys might be able to little cause a little trouble here and it, for the Penguins and maybe sneak into that fourth spot. And then Pittsburgh comes in and t- says, no, that's not happening. You're going to go back down. And the seesaw goes back down. And now we don't know what's going to happen this weekend with Truba coming back, maybe Panarin coming back after this game tomorrow and stuff, and we'll see what happens. And then we'll have to see. Now that Quinn's going to have all his lines, basically his defensive core, and, and we got to definitely rave about Foxy here later too as well. Um, it's, it's just, you know, making the positive and negative somehow work. And, and it's, just, it's just tough to look back. And, and, and like I said, you, you're having goaltending issues now, uh, you know, and and these are just the last two games. You could say, like I said, after the Devils game, how how much how much high marks do you want to give them for beating a team that's just getting beat by everybody right now? Same thing with the Sabers. I mean, granted, they've gone out and they beat the team that they're supposed to beat. That's great. But man, I would have loved to have seen something against these Penguins these last two games, and it didn't happen. And now we're gonna walk into this schedule coming up, and they might surprise us. We'll see what happens. One thing I want to point out, though, on that on that run here before Pittsburgh and, and even a couple games is, you know, if, if, you know, in this whole thing about Quinn and the back and forth and everything, what I did notice, I think you can look at a team, the chemistry is good as far as, you know, the way the guys are supporting each other on the bench, the celebrations, there's fire there. There's some passion there. I think these guys on the ice right now are, are, are playing, you know, if, if they're not playing for Quinn, you know, they're playing for themselves, but maybe they are playing for Quinn, too, uh, you know, for all of the, the naysayers out there. But I think there's some good stuff going on uh, amongst the team. And just the teeter-totter here is just going to be something I think we all have to just kind of accept. Um, that this team is, I don't think they have the capability to put six, seven, eight wins together or or push a couple of these big teams back at this point going forward. But hopefully they'll surprise us. Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it as far as, you know, this season. There's been a lot of stops and starts where, hey, they're finally figuring it out. And then, again, you have these two games against Pittsburgh Gore. Oh, this team is is headed, uh, you know, downward. You know, there's no stopping it. And then, you know, they win six of eight games. So, you know, it's a lot of inconsistencies but I I think there are excuses for them injuries and obviously Panarin being out young team in a tough division so I I think that the the uh, quote-unquote excuses are, are legitimate um but you know I was I had tweeted this out and and I had mentioned it to you before the game I I think at this point, I shouldn't say I think. I know. 
at this point, I, I really am hitting a re- rebuild fatigue here. And, and that's not to say that I, I think that the rebuild should be going faster because I think if you're, and I've, I've said this all along, if you want to do it right and you want to rebuild the team uh, to become a Stanley Cup contender, you can't do it quickly. You can't cut corners. You have to do it the right way. And I think that the Rangers are. I think that they've replenished their entire organization. Um, they've got top-level young players on the NHL right now. It just takes time to get them experience, um, to get them the, to gel with the veterans on the team, and, and then just uh, get that confidence, build that winning mojo. It takes a while, but, man, it's been three what three plus years since the letter and i have been giving excuse listen to you oh no after excuse and i I, i'm Uh, gonna be honest paulie i i i am ready to start winning games i am ready for this team to start at this point you're setting yourself up i i am man but no, and, and what's funny is I'm not, and like I said, I'm not complaining. Like, I don't think that Gordon has made bad moves. I think he's done a phenomenal job. Like, I don't think that there's other moves out there that would have the Rangers further along in, in the rebuild or in a better spot or doing that much better. Or Quinn, you know me, I'm, I'm the biggest Quinn defender out there. I just don't think things would be would be that much different if he was coaching differently or maybe if they had a different coach in there i just i just think these things take time and you have to be willing to wait for it and i am for the most part but i do that type of fatigue is setting in where i'm like you know i've been saying it's more about how they're playing than record and and not really it's all about the the macro not the micro the the game to game like oh strom had a bad game today in the grand scheme of things, that one game that he played poorly and really doesn't matter. It's more about, well, how is this, is this team playing better now than it was three months ago? And I, for the most part, feel that as they've gone along, they have been playing better. I think that defensively, this team has t- taken a huge step forward this year. And, and Chris Kreider had a quote the other day about how much emphasis they've been putting on the defense and then uh, that may have been impacting their offense earlier in the season. And that's something that I mentioned on this podcast, you know, some weeks ago, that maybe the reason why they were struggling on offense was because um, the defense was such a problem last year that they really needed to focus on it. It seems though that was, that has been the case. And now that they're feeling more and more comfortable in this new defensive scheme under Jacques Martin, you're seeing Kreider explode with the goals. You're seeing Strom playing much better now than he did earlier in the season. You're seeing Lafreniere starting to put up points uh, where he wasn't earlier in the season. So um, I like to see them building on that defense. To me, in the grand scheme of the rebuild, this is another phase of it. There was a problem defensively, and now we're fixing it, and we're better now defensively than we were last year. Um, and and that's good stuff. That is great. I'm happy to see it. 
But Buddy, man, I, just, I just think I, you're, you're picking a real bad time to jump off this rebuild thing. No, I'm not. And I'm not jumping off it. That's the thing. I'm not jumping off it in the slightest. I don't think anything is wrong. And I'm not unhappy with it. But I'm you... just ready for I'm just ready for some wins. Okay. I'm just ready for some intense, you know, end of the season, you know, playoff time. You know, let's get in the playoffs. It's you know, I, I miss it. it I, I know, and it's not. And it, and, it's, and I don't. And I'm not disappointed that it's not happening yet. I just miss it, man. Well, <laughs> we all we had such a good run for a very long time, and we had such memorable games over the years, regular season playoffs. And now again, we're going, we're in this third year of this rebuild where there's look, there's been a lot of losses. There's been a lot of down, you know, times here, tough times here. And look at that. We all expected, we knew that it wasn't like I, I say it a lot. It's not in a rebuild. It's not a straight line upwards. It's not a straight ascension up. It's a lot of ups and downs. And, uh, and that's just the, the way it works. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to deal with. <laughs> I think I've been realistic the entire time that they have been in a rebuild and I'm not going to lose my mind and scream fire Quinn because they go into a little bit of a funk. It's part of the rebuild, but. Well, you know, on that tough. point, on that point, let's be honest. I think all the, all the fans listen here too. If you fire Quinn now, for argument's sake, it's not going to happen. But anybody coming in and no. taking over this team right now is, is not going to turn this team around this year. And, you know, you talk about, like I said, you, you miss the winning and stuff. Let's just focus on where they are right now in the standings, their schedule coming up, 25 games in here, and the teams are ahead of them. You know, they're not the Sabres. They're not the Devils. But they happen to be the team above those two teams as far as, you know, where they sit in the standings and how they're playing. So, you know, I think they could have went a long way if they had to beat Pittsburgh these two games or at least split with them. But they didn't. And now it's come, like I said, hopefully they prove us wrong. Hopefully they can find some magic this weekend against Boston. It's going to take a, an incredible game in Nets. You're talking about the defense. They're going to have to just play incredibly well against them. And the offense is going to continue to have to find uh, answers. Quieters, Abanajad, and Heedle and everything else. Everybody up front has just got to come to play, and hopefully they can do it. But they're going up just against a, you know, a great Boston team now. And teams like Boston, Philly, and Washington – who are all on top of them right now, who are now, those those teams are gunning for the Islanders. We're just, you know what, 13 points uh, behind the Isles, 11 behind the Bruins. I mean, if the Bruins, they got to look at the schedule here and they say two games against, we knocked the Rangers out pretty much this weekend as far as, you know, if they take those two games, they push them down. Philly's going to then look at the two games and say, hey, we can we can really get rid of the Rangers here. We can start keeping the knock them down. Then Washington's going to, we play Washington with that for two sets. I hate to say that it seems the six game thing seems to be the 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 package of games you know that I seem to kind of look at and bring at. This is another six games. Look, I'm pulling for him, man. I just you know three weeks ago I was a little more angry because I think I was just angry at the way they were losing and, and I thought they were more competitive and I thought they could maybe give Pittsburgh here a little bit of run and they showed some spunk against you know Boston a little bit here and 
But, man, it just, you know, after losing these two games here, and it just, to me, it seems spotty. Like I said, all the little things. There's, there's, the, there's a ton of great stuff that's going on with this team. It's the, the positive stuff is okay. But, obviously, right now, it's wins and losses as far as this season is concerned. And these next six games, again, they're up against it. I hope they prove us wrong. I hope Panera can light a spark. I hope Georgiev can find his way here, depending on when Chester gets back. And, and maybe Quinn can depend on Kincaid a little bit. He was, you know, you can't knock him. The guy played okay there and, and when he came in for Georgiev. And then, you know, he just he's rusty. He hasn't played. What are you going to do? Um, but these guys have the capability to shine on nights when we just don't think they're going to shine. So I'm calling it out right now. I, I think, you know, and that's why I'm busting your chops. I think this is a bad time to start wanting wins right now. No, They, well, you they know need them. They need them. But, man, this schedule coming right now is, again, it's just brutal. Yeah, and it's not so much that I'm like, well, they need to beat Boston. Or I, I just, where I am and where I've been the last two years, and you know this, it's ne- it hasn't been about wins and losses, and it's still not. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this team goes into Boston and wins. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they went into Boston and won both games. I just don't think it matters. It doesn't matter? No, I don't think it matters as far as this team, like, getting in the playoffs. Because I don't think they're getting in the playoffs. So... You know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm like, well, that's great. They beat Boston and blah, blah, blah. But then they could go into Philly and lose both games. And again, I, to be honest, I still really don't care. It's more about how they're playing, again, than the wins and losses. I, I've just, I've been chalking up the last couple of seasons to let's just get better. You know, if, if you're winning games, that's great and whatnot. But I just don't. I'm not anticipating playoffs. I'm not expecting playoffs. And I I want to start expecting playoffs. (laughs) I want to, you know, that's where I want. I want to change my mindset to explain it better into the next phase of where this rebuild is, which is contender. I want to be in that phase right now, (laughs) but I understand that you still have to finish out, you know, the rebuild portion of it or else the contender part really won't come. And you will be the Buffalo Sabres if you don't rebuild it properly, because I don't think that the Rangers are. I think they have a bright future and I think they are doing it the right way. But again, I think when you're in the third year of it, you know, you do get some fatigue with it. And again, not that I think anybody's doing anything wrong. I'm just ready. I'm just ready for that next step, that next phase um, to expect playoffs, expect to win, because if you don't win, that means maybe you won't make the playoffs. I just don't think it's a reality right now. And I want I want to change that mindset to think that, yes, it is a reality that we should be making the playoffs. And that's just where I am. I know. I guess I'm just throwing reality at you right now. <laughs> you know, I know I know you get it. You know, I think this is the overall, you know, just where this team is right now. And 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 this is kind of like I said, it's been it's been a very very weird year for this team. We're not making excuses for them. I mean, there's enough that you might be want to throw at people, but you know, they've still got a lot of talent on this team. I guess I, what I want to get to, you know, with all the things you said here, what 
from what you've seen from highlights, you know, I didn't get to watch all the games in and out these last two games and stuff. Um, checked out some highlights, watched a little bit, uh, you know, a couple of the periods the other day. But, you know, when when you come out of those wins against the Devils, I mean, how did you think these 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 guys played here, you know, against Pittsburgh? And I guess what I'm asking you is, and I'll ask anybody else who's listening too, is like, you know, how could you realistically expect them to, you know, to, to bounce back from these two games against Boston and Philly and Washington coming up? Because to me... Riding those wins against Buffalo and the Devils, Pittsburgh is the team that you wanted to beat. Those are the teams that you wanted to, you know, and this is in the realm of the rebuild where you're at in terms of wanting to get the thing. And I think that's the problem with this team. I think these two games against Pittsburgh, you know, regardless of Shesty's injury and regardless of Georgiev's play, you know, they, they, they didn't score in these games. You know what I'm saying? They didn't score enough, obviously. But it just seems like it's, this is the team I guess we got to get used to you know, that they they just can't seem to get over that, that hump. And I'm just not confident in the fact that they're going to do it. I hope they prove me wrong. I hope we're here next week and they just had an incredible, they, they win all four games. I hope it's fantastic. But I'm just trying to be realistic. And I think what I'm trying to do, KD, too, is I'm trying to get used to understanding this team, the mechanics of all the things that are involved, from Coach Quinn uh, to Jacques Martin to, you know, the Shesty Georgiev tandem here, um, you know, how that, you know, when they're healthy, how that's working, you know, the letdowns defensively as far as they are in, in nets, you know, take Kincaid out of this whole thing, you know, why, why is Mika struggling, you know, why is Kreider doing this in spurts? You know, where's he going to be? He, he wasn't there the last couple of games. What's going to happen in the next, you know, uh, these next six games here coming up? And, and Panarin being out and all this other stuff. So there's like all these different things that we as Ranger fans are just, I just think we're watching a really frustrating process. So it's not a regular rebuild because there's so many weird stuff that's happened off the ice, you know? And certain guys that got injured to, to break up consistencies and flows and COVID. And, and we really can't sit here and say the range is the only team that's gone through this. So I'm kind of like, I just guess we got to just chill here and let this thing go out, you know, the way it's going to play out. And, and hopefully we get pleasantly surprised here one way or the other. But I'm looking at the standings right now. I'm looking at the teams ahead of them. I'm looking at what's left in this season and, you know, I think they they really could have made a more of a, um, you know, more of a, I can't believe I'm forgetting the words, and I apologize to everybody. Um, they could have showed me a lot more if they had done something against uh, Pittsburgh these two games, and it didn't. So that's that's basically taking the wind out of my sails after them going 4-2 and two in the six previous to the Pittsburgh game. That's what I'm really getting at. The wind is out of the sails for me. Yeah, I, I think when you look at the season, I you know, I agree with you. It's just been a, a, an odd year. I mean, really, from the start of the season, I mean, you haven't seen the full complement of what we expected on the ice at any point in the season. And it started with the whole sort of D'Angelo debacle where, you know, he's being sat down you know, after, you know, the second game of the season or whenever that was. And then you're dealing with the Heedle injury. And then 
Panarin is now dealing with this. Now Shesterkin goes down. You know, I, there's ju- it's just been a, a an odd situation. And you also have, you know, a, a locker room that doesn't have Henrik Lundqvist in there for the first time in, in 17 seasons or whatever it is. So, you know, it, it's been a unique season. And, and while, yeah, other teams are dealing with COVID and, and injuries like anyone else, you know, I think that this team, with it being so young and dealing with all this adversity that is has come at them this year is, you know, you, you just sort of don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you have. Hopefully now with, with Panarin coming back, Kako has now been back from COVID. Uh, Hedl has come back from the injury. Now, now you know, Shesterkin doesn't sound like he's that far away. So if he can get back and actually stay healthy, like you mentioned, he's, he's been obviously injury prone since coming up last year. Um, but if, if we can have our full complement out there and, you know, over the next month or so, you know, I think we may have a good idea of what we'll be dealing with next season. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. but, it, but, but even then, you know, you're, you're going to be losing, you know, some guys at the end of the year who are coming off the cap. And the Rangers are going to have a ton of space. And then who are they going to bring in? And, and how does that change, you know, the dynamic as well? You know, again, this the center position is still something that what are we going to do? You have the whole Eichel um, trade scenario out there. You know, the Rangers really don't have the cap space to get that guy in here right now unless they're sending Zibanejad the other way. But why would Buffalo trade Eichel for Zibanejad? You know, obviously there'd be more parts to it. But that's really the only way that would work cap wise for the Rangers. I don't think he's so, going here. There's no way Eichel's coming. I here. mean, if, if, if he is going to come, if he is going to come here, it would be in the off season when the Rangers have all this cap space and they'd be able to get him in. So, um, but again, so now you see this team if they can all remain healthy over the last month of the season, you really have an idea of what you have and and how does Quinn handle that full complement. And then from that point, do you, if, you know, an Eichel tree goes down, that just basically blows everything up. And then again, you have no idea what you're, what you're dealing with again, depending on what they're trading away, you know, or is it Zabanejad or is it Hedl? Is it Kako? You know, and, and are you willing to do that? We had this discussion two weeks ago about Eichel, but. You know, again, you make that. Now you're dealing with a completely different look to this team, depending on what you're giving away. So um, I, I, I'm i looking forward because of everything that this team has dealt with leading up to this point um, and, and maybe for another week or so. It, it's really hard to get a gauge of where this team is in the rebuild. So hopefully, you know, within the next week or so, they will all be back. And and they can go on a little bit of a run here, um, put together some chemistry, and then go on on a on a run against obviously the toughest division in the NHL, and, and we'll see where the where they fall by the end of the year. And I think that's probably the way we need to look at it. It's the it's really all we've got, you know. 
And I just don't think there's really any more ways you we can overanalyze this team right now. You know, because it becomes Yeah, because obviously- you can't like like you said, like are you really going to and like really truly look at the penguin game, you know, with Keith Kincaid in goal and think you could actually take something away from that? You know, with Jack Johnson in the lineup, who by the way scored his first goal as a Ranger. Sure you know, I'd be I'd beauty, sort baby. of be be remiss if we didn't mention <laughs> that, by the way. Drink. Everybody drink. Um, JJ. Yeah, I mean, Jack Johnson is not gonna be on the team next year. So I don't know, buddy. You know, he's, and, and he's trying to he's aiming you know, to stay, you, buddy. <laughs> you're having guys like, you know, Hayek in the lineup. And look, I, I would hope, you know, I would have liked to see Hayek. You know, he's been okay, but, you know, he's a guy we got in a, in a pretty big trade uh, with, with Howden for, you know, McDonough and Miller. And, and neither one of them have really um, turned into anything, you know, worth bragging about. So, um, I again, it's really hard to get a, an idea of where this team or to take a lot away from some of these, these losses. When again, you have a lot of injuries. Um, you're playing with Keith Kincaid in goal or even your who's your backup. So, you know, that in that Pittsburgh game, the, the first game, you know, there was that three goal sort of barrage there. That Georgiev did not look very good. I mean, two of the three goals he should have saved. And the other goal was a breakaway, which, I again, he's like 0 for his career on yeah. breakaways. So, you know, and the game was over. That was in the first period. Three goal blitz and the game was over. And they, so, they had them. They had them pretty good there at the start of the game. Well, yeah. I mean, we had we were up one nothing. Hey, look, we were up one nothing in the second game in Pittsburgh too. Jack Johnson, you, you know, we were up one nothing. Um, you know, and it, it's just hard to take anything away from these games where you have, you know, skeleton a skeleton lineup in there. When you know, I know a lot of guys are it's coming not really back, a but, skeleton know, lineup though. Well, I mean, look, there was a time you, you know, you didn't have Panarin. You didn't have Hedo. You didn't have Kako. Miller was out for a couple of games. Yeah, well, they I, mean, did, they, I mean, they did all right in those three games, the Sabres and the Devils. I'm just saying, like, even with those wins, like, you know, some of the guys who were in the lineup, you know, you know, they're not guys that we're going to be depending on down the road. So, again, I think hopefully they will get healthy. And we will see this lineup that that JD and Gordon have put together and say, okay, yeah, I like what I'm seeing here. You know, I'm seeing them healthy and I'm seeing a full complement of players here. And 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 now I feel good about it. Or wow, we have them all together and it still doesn't look good. We are in trouble. And and yeah, then then maybe Eichel is is something that that they look at. But you know, uh, I'm really. You know, can I I'm just really say gonna... something about? I'm sorry. Can I just say yeah, something? About Jack Eichel doesn't move me. He just doesn't move me. I don't. I don't know if like Jack Eichel comes to the Rangers and he becomes some freaking savior here. I just don't see it. Nah, he's a good. He's a good player. He's a good player. I mean, and again, we need help up the middle. Now, I'm not willing to give away the farm for him. So, because you're not feeling respect, it either. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't think that, you know, he's a 
Connor McDavid, you know, where I would maybe hand them, you know, the key to the castle just for uh, McDavid. But he is a very good player. I think that I think Buffalo is losing, um, you know, the handle on the situation every day. Um, where maybe they they won't get as big of a package as they're hoping for if Eichel is looking to get out of there. Um, so, you know, maybe the Rangers would be able to get him for a little bit less um, than a lot of the rumors, uh, trade rumors that are out there. You know, which is just absolutely insane. You know, like, you know, we can sit here and talk about some of the frustrations about, you know, the, this team, this rebuild and the Rangers, but I'm telling you, man, it is, it's not... It's it's so bad in Buffalo now, but it's been bad in Buffalo for a long, long time. I mean, I don't know how those fans hang on up there. I mean, Eichel well, just I mean, basically got there. Go he's just basically got there. Now he's he's in, you know he's he's going to be out of there. I mean, what do they have? What do those fans have? I mean, I'm just trying to compare it to like us, like what we're what we're griping about and some of our problems, but it's nowhere near like the the problems that's going. And remember, Buffalo's not even going to be in our division you know, next year again. But, man, it's like, I just it just blows me away. And I guess at the same time, like I said, you know, you look back at us right now, and, and this is maybe where, maybe this is where I'm trying to get therapeutic with this team right now going forward, that we're okay. We have the potential to be really, really good. And this team is just for some reason, um, and again, through a very weird Give them credit. It's been a crazy year in New York for the Rangers. There's no doubt about it because it's been it's been different things. I mean, you, like I said, to bring up Tony D again, it definitely, you know, it 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 breaks up the defensive flow that they had the last two seasons, you know? And full marks to Keandre coming in here, and he's been an incredible asset to this team. And Foxy's just been fantastic, you know? And Lindgren's held, has, has held his end up too. I mean, um, these guys in the back haven't been playing too bad. So it's... You know, it's something that, you know, there's, there's a lot of good stuff that we can still kind of hang our hats on with this team going forward. And as, as tough as it is, you know, and as tough as the division is, and everybody said it was going to be that way, you know, it's, it's we're not Buffalo. And we're certainly not the Devils either, and we're certainly not a few handful of other teams in this league right now. So, you know, where where we are as a franchise and as a team, and this is what we got to watch here over these next six to eight games, or let's just say the rest of the season, KD, right? If if he gets a full lineup back here, and if Shesty can get back in here within the next three to six games or whatever, and, you know, no matter what happens against Boston and Philly and Washington, they get on the other side of this, and he's running all his lines, he's got all his players, everything that Gorton and JD put on paper for him at the beginning of the year, um, guys have stepped in, you know, as far as Tony, we don't know about the points and everything, but man, Foxy's doing a hell of a job back there for us. Um, at that point, you know, you, you get back to seeing what these guys can do as a cohesive unit and, and can all the guys start contributing and can we get that top six running? Can we get the power play going? You know, all these, uh, you know, uh, just real parts of the team that are struggling, uh, as far as, uh, you know, man hours and shifts and all that other stuff up against, uh, you know, off-ice stuff and COVID and injuries and everything else. Um, can can we as a fan base, can we continue to be patient like that and wait for that moment? At the same time, Katie, 
that moment might never happen. And that does happen with teams. And then you just got to figure out, well, you know, these guys just got to plow through, um, you know, what they're working with. And again, in this type of a season, there might not be a, um, you know, a light at the end of this tunnel for this season. And, and the Rangers might just drop down there and be hanging out with the Sabres and the Devils uh, in the next couple of weeks if they don't put up the wins that, that you and all of us as, as fans are looking for. So, you know, it's just... Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, don't misconstrue what I'm saying as far as, you know, me wanting to win. I, I, no, I I'm not misconstruing. A... We all want to win, KD. We're with you. I'm with you on yeah. that. I'm not misconstruing. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, I realize how difficult this division is and and once they do get this this lineup back with everybody healthy and even if they aren't winning you know if their level of play is just you know more consistent at a higher level I'll be thrilled and I'll feel real good going into next season when I will be expecting for them to be competing for a playoff spot, not even competing. I, I am expecting them to qualify for the playoffs and, and then go from there. And that's really where the last couple of years I've been giving Quinn, you know, a, a long leash here. I'm going to tighten that baby right up <laughs> next year because, you know, I don't, I'm not going to give him much time next year. If this team's has a rough start, and uh, finds himself again at the bottom of the division, you know, a month in, you know, I, I'd be, I'd be more than willing for a quick hook. Um, but, you know, right now, I think with everything going on where you're still in the rebuild and you're still trying to sort of formulate things, um, you know, he deserves to stay, you know, finish this out, start next season with, with what we're going to be doing and, and the expectations and see how he handles it. Um, so I still think we got a long way to go again, finish up this season there. You still got half a season left here. Um, and then go from there. Gotcha. Well, speaking of hooks, KD, if there's something you don't want to use when you're grooming yourself below the waist, it's a hook. Okay. Now we just want to, I, I'm going to be on pulling going to cut you off. I did not know where you were getting, going when you said hook. <laughs> I was like, what kind of sponsors do we now have on this show? It's sponsor time here on Go Rangers Radio. It's Manscaped time, everybody, and you don't want to use a hook. One of your pimps or something you were ready to advertise with. I don't know. Well, a hook has a sharp object, you know, and, you know, sometimes. Well, I thought you were talking about hooking. Not no! Oops. Wow! <laughs> wow! I tell you what, I'm going to read this ad here. You finish up that white claw and open up the next one, okay? <laughs> Support for Go Rangers Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. All right. Um, like I said, if you're down there, and me and Katie's got the, we have the equipment. We don't do this together. Um, even during normal times and not quarantine, we would not do this together, but me and Kevin have the main manscape gear and we use it and we're our wives and girls, you know, wives are happy and everything. So everything's going really good down there. Whoa, whoa. My girlfriend, my (laughs) wife listens to this, Paulie. (laughs) I told you not to say anything. Jesus. 
God damn it. It might be a solo show next week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so look. Um... <laughs> what is it? Fridays are for the girlfriends? Saturdays are for the wives? Or what is it? Fridays are for the wives? And Too Saturdays much information in your life, buddy. That, what do you do on the weekends? <laughs> it's your business, buddy. But look, uh, <laughs> you got to be careful down there. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. It's the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade and reduce to reduce grooming accidents. When I tell you this is premium stuff, I mean it is premium stuff. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. 90 minutes, man. Getting busy, getting keep busy down there. Uh, the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. That's pretty cool stuff because that's really when you want to do this. You don't want to do it downstairs in the living room or on the kitchen floor. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. KD always does this in the dark. He's told me off air. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, no pun intended. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mow off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So if you're listening to us, Right now, me and Katie want you to experience this firsthand. We want you guys out there to get that bush to tush clean. So go to manscaped.com and you can get 20% off and free shipping by using the code GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO. We want you guys once again to go to manscaped.com, take advantage of this offer for our Go Rangers radio listeners, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO. Make your testies their besties. Once again, that's twenty percent off. Twenty percent off from free shipping with the code Go Rangers Go or Go Rangers at Manscaped.com. Twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com, and use code Go Rangers Go or Go Rangers. Your balls will thank you. Working out for you, right, KD? Loving it. <laughs> Smooth baby. <laughs> KD is rolling down the streets. Nice and smooth. Unfortunately, now that you you know you just outed me the, with my you know to my I'm wife sorry. that I got I'm this sorry. girlfriend, I, I I you know my wife is not going to be able to enjoy the new groom that I. <laughs> I apologize for all the trouble I'm causing Man. at your home right now. I I, did, I didn't mean to do that. It just slipped. Home wreck. Home wrecker. Yeah, me and you get on this. You know, before the show starts, we have a few beers. We get a little you know tipsy and you tell me things that you know you don't tell anybody else <laughs> away we go um all right man so look um you talk about some of the the good stuff outside of like i said um you know with Kreider here uh playing pretty well um i i'd love to talk about heat a little bit i thought he looked just looked great out uh, out on the ice there and, and maybe we can kind of touch on uh laughy a little bit in terms of where you think he's uh progressed or not progressed here in the last couple of weeks whether it's how he's looking out there or or even ice time that we were kind of um, you know, call him for there, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. What's your take on those couple of things? Yeah, I mean, I think Lafreniere had also mentioned, similar to Kreider, that he was really focusing on defense um, earlier in the season. And now that he's feeling more comfortable, you know, within that scheme, he, he's now able to sort of open up offensively um and and do what he normally does and i think you're starting to see a more confident guy down in the offensive end where you weren't seeing that earlier in the season so you know that's nice to see um he got almost 19 minutes of ice time um this last game against pittsburgh 
um, which again is 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 fantastic to see. You'd like to see him getting a couple of more games with increased ice time to see how he can handle it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm loving the way that he is trending. Um, he's getting to me better and better every week, more confident and and feeling more and more comfortable. So yeah, I'm I'm very happy um, with how he looks. Look, he is not again. I'll I'll bring. Connor McDavid up again. He's just not going to be that type of player. Obviously, he plays a different position, but um, you know, I. But I mean, not many players are. But I still think he's going to be a a real good player in this league for years to come. Um, and and I like the fact that he was dedicating himself to be better on the defensive end and 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 more responsible um, out on the ice. And then you know, obviously, we know he has the offensive gifts. So, you know, if he's turning himself into a uh, more well-rounded player, um, I'm happy to see that. And I think it'll bode well for him and the Rangers down the road. Um, So that's definitely good to see. As far as Hedl, sure, yeah. I mean, he's obviously, um, you know, he was out for a while with the injury. um, And, and, you know, he still um, looks like he's going to be fighting um, to take over that that second center position from Stroman. Now, Strom again, Strom has been very impressive, and he has stepped up when Panarin has gone down. Actually, he was playing very well even before that, but I think, again, he was he proved his doubters wrong by being able to still uh, produce without Panarin in the lineup. But, you know, ultimately, I think if this team, if the Rangers team is going to make the next step, um, in this rebuild to become a contender, I think Heedle has to be the number two guy. And, you know, for the first time, I think in his uh, short career, you know, he's showing signs that he can handle the second center position and should ultimately wrestle it away from Strom. And I, I think that just makes this team better overall. You know, if Strom is your third line center and, and Heedle is producing as a top six center, you know, that that makes this team, you know, that much better. And 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 I think that much more dangerous and maybe makes J.D. and Gordon feel that much more comfortable um, with how this team looks down the middle going forward. So I, I we've mentioned it a couple of times on this podcast that I think a huge key to this rebuild is Heedle. And how he is developing and and that'll have a large influence on what Gordon does, again, whether it's Eichel or someone else going forward or they feel like, wow, I, we really have something here in Heedle where we don't have to make this massive trade um, and, and give up other pieces that we have brought in here in this rebuild to bring in a, a another center uh, to lead them to a, a cup. So um, yeah, I'm very happy to see the way Heedle is playing because I think it, it it's, he's so important to where this team is going or could potentially go um, that it, it, it is huge that he has come back and, yeah, I look at you like to see maybe a couple more points from him, but um, it, it's good to see him out there um, and still being um, a productive player. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy 
um, with with those two aspects. Yeah, no, he was out there. I mean, again, you, you, we lose out on the fact that, you know, Hedl comes back and Panarin's out, you know. So we're, we're looking forward to the next week when both of these guys are back in the lineup. And, you know, I thought Hedl was out there. He was creating chances. And, you know, he gives Quinn another look, obviously, to, to throw at teams. And, you know, it was just good to see him. And, and, and just on a personal note for him, I was just noticing he just looked good out there skating. He looked strong. He was... He was getting out there and getting dirty and stuff like that. So he wasn't playing afraid, I guess. You know, to me, it was something that stood out. I just really liked the way he played. And I thought he had a good presence uh, for the team. Um, and, it, again, you just sit back and go, man, this this would be great if, if he can just, like I said, stay healthy and stay in the lineup. And getting back to you, what you were saying earlier in terms of getting all the parts of this team on the ice at the same time and playing hopefully consi- consistently for, you know, a handful of games together. And that's that's when we can all sit back and – you know, with our little notebooks here and, and, and really make true a true, honest, uh, you know, uh, overview of, of how the team is playing. And, and, and more important, obviously, for J.D. And, and, and Gorton, like you were saying, in terms of what they might do or not do, uh, at, you know, at the end of the season going forward. So, look, um, there's a lot of hockey left, but there's not a lot of hockey left. As far as this season is concerned, you know, the Rangers, it's, it's going to be up to them. You know, as far as these games coming up, it's an obvious thing to say. I mean, do they have the potential uh, to to beat uh, these teams coming up on the schedule? Sure, they do, but they also have showed us that they have this potential to just get crushed and and, and be knocked out of it. But you know, I I have a feeling they're going to keep us. That seesaw is just going to be going up and down the rest of the season, and uh, we'll just have to wait to see if we can get everybody in this lineup and get a good, honest look at it, and and hopefully some. You know, no more off-ice stuff, no more gangsters and all that other crap. And and we can just get back to this team, you know, focusing on hockey. Us as fans, as a fan base watching, and we're all pulling for these guys. But I can only imagine now how difficult it is for the organization and, and Quinn and, and these guys to, to, to do what they can. And, and they did. They, sh- they, they really played well against those teams that they should have beaten, those, you know, six games before the two losses there for, uh, against the Pens. And this is all speculation again, Katie. Here, here's where we are. I think maybe our, our listeners right now are maybe a little like puzzled because we're not screaming and yelling and calling for this and calling for that. I know me, I'm I'm not so much because I think I'm just to the point now where that I don't know if we can really expect too much from this team um, for the rest of this season. We're waiting for it. We know it's there. The potential's there. But and we had some fun here the last uh, two weeks. Um, but um, now it's like, all right, they're coming back down to reality here again, and you, you just love to see it, man. You hope Panera can get back in there and and maybe spark Mika and, and, and Hedl can help, you know, just turn the game plan around for, for these guys, and maybe they can get that power play clicking and, you know, Truba getting back in there too and, and getting him some consistency, and we're still waiting for him to kind of break out and, you know, can Kreider keep it going? He can't stop. I know he scored these eight goals, but we need him to keep putting the puck in the net. You know, that's going to be the big thing, too. So, we're, it's again, we're we're sitting in the seats here, and and we're just waiting and watching. Um, you know, is, is what, like what you were saying, you want the wins, you want the success. You know, how much more of the rebuild can we uh, to deal with here? But I, I think, you know, we'll have to resolve ourselves that, you know, it's – it, it could be pretty bad here going the rest of the way. That's just my underlying feeling right now. Like I said, I hope I'm dead wrong, just like I was dead wrong about saying, uh, you know, I, but I felt it. I, th- I felt Quinn, if, if they had to went two and two and four in those six games, I think it might have been different for him. But they turned it around, and 
And hopefully they'll turn it around again uh, next week. But I think it's a, it's a really uh, hard task that's in front of them right now, Katie. Yeah, and I, you know what? I, I am interested to see what um, Quinn does to the lineup when Panarin comes back too because he's been – now that you're getting more and more guys in, in back from injury, um, you're seeing him sit guys like Blackwell, DiGiuseppe, Lemieux. And now that Panarin will be back, who is who is going to be out of this lineup? I mean, you know, I mentioned Howden earlier, who's literally done nothing offensively this year. I mean, zero. Um, you know, he's been a big part of the PK, and he plays the center position, which is is always a position that uh, you know, especially on the Rangers, who who lack that depth but it's always an important piece and, and you, it's hard to take a center out of the lineup. But, you know, when I look at guys like to me, a, a team that is going to do well in the playoffs and, and do well in the regular season just has like a real dependable fourth line. And, you know, I think that those are always keys to, the Rangers' success over the last all those years where they made, made the playoffs, where you had fourth liners like Dominic Moore and Brian Boyle, Prost, um, Carcillo, and 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 those type of Blair Betts, you know, those guys you could depend on. And I think that this year the Rangers have discovered those type of guys in Blackwell, in Rooney. And Lemieux, I mean, those three guys as your fourth line, to me, that is a, a perfect, perfect fourth line in a play in the playoffs to make a run with that you can depend on. They, they can put pucks in the net. They're responsible defensively. You know, they add a little, you know, grind to the to the lineup that you know the the Rangers lineup this days it, it's a little redundant with a lot of the players that they have in their top nine. So to bring a little edge to the lineup with with those three guys, I, I that is one with, with the injuries um, and and everything else that this team is dealing with. The fact that they've been able to get Blackwell some time. And Rooney sometime. And, and and I think Lemieux has been a lot better this year than he was last year. You know, I, I'd like to see, you know, those three going forward as their fourth line. And, you know, I, I think, you know, going into next season, it, it may be time to cut bait with Howden. Because, you know, I think he's given been given more than ample opportunities to prove himself. And he just hasn't. And I'd rather see these grinding, hard-nosed guys that bring a little edge to the lineup like that, again, you're not going to get from Panarin or Zabinijad or Kako, you know? And, and, and you need those type of guys on a winning team. You know, you lost one of those guys in a Jesper Faust who brought that presence to the lineup, a hard-nosed, hard-working guy that is going to go give you everything he's got every game. Um, and and that 
and the Blackwells and Roonies are, are the guys, I think, the, the next wave of those guys for the Rangers that can make a difference in, in a playoff series. So though I'm excited for those three guys going forward. And, and I, I think, again, they fill a void that this lineup has. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. You, you can't argue with that. It's it's a good crew. Um, there's a good bunch of uh, interchangeable guys there, uh, you know, for that fourth and even the third line there a little bit too. So, you know, this is what we're waiting for, waiting for everything to kind of connect, you know, as a whole. And that's from the net out. And, you know, we just haven't had – we definitely haven't had that chance this year yet, you know. I mean, they found – some strides there last year and, and when you when they were clicking and rolling and everybody was healthy and even those uh, there, there wasn't a lot of major injuries last year that the team really had to deal with you know and um you know they and they found a way but it seems like I said this year is just kind of uh, I'm resolved like I said it's just been a very weird year it's a very frustrating year and um I, like I said we just we'll hang in here and see what happens these next uh few games here against Boston, Philly, and Washington before they play the over-exciting uh, Buffalo Sabres once again. Um, so, Katie, real quick before we uh, take off here tonight, um, two quick thoughts. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Gretz played for us here there for a little bit and, and seeing his dad pass away. And, and um, you know, a, a lot of guys obviously, you know, lose family members and everybody does that, you know, in, in real life too, obviously. Not saying it's not real life, but same sports figure to this and stuff. But, um, you know, one of those guys, uh, you know, well-respected up in Canada, obviously, and just uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the guy who basically, you know, um, that, that, that age-old kind of dad that takes you to the rink and, you know, uh, you know he, he, he was able to develop a kid like uh, Gretzky into the greatest player in the world and stuff. And uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on, on uh, you know, seeing images of him last week and maybe a little bit on the eulogy and just the impact that uh, he had, obviously, on Wayne's career. And just the way yourself, like being a dad now, too, in terms of how, like, you know, you're you're taking your kid and, and getting him through sports now and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, you know, a true ambassador for the game. I mean, you know, he's, uh, from everything that I read about him, you know, he really uh, did a great job of trying to keep, as much spotlight off of Wayne as he could. I mean, look, the guy is the greatest player to ever play the game, but you know, he would go to the rink and he was such a great person and a great man and made everybody around him feel better that, you know, the people at the games really gravitated to him almost more than they did to his son. Who's, you know, growing up is is the best you know young player on the ice and then later on the best professional player you know on the ice but still people were were almost gravitating to him more than Wayne because of the type of guy he was um which you know really says everything you need to know uh, about him so yeah a huge loss for the hockey world you know I don't think a lot of people even realize you know the great things that that he had done um you know, for the game, um, for Wayne and, uh, yeah, you know, it's a tough loss for the, the Gretzky family and, and sure that's what we all as, as fathers, you know, uh, look to attain, um, you know, for our kids and, and give them, um, the best opportunities to succeed in life, whether it's hockey or, 
a play or chorus or if they want to become a lawyer, drinking. whatever it is. Yeah, hey, whatever. You know. Yeah, they want to join the drinking team. <laughs> um, you know, you, you try to do what you can to, to get them to practice every day and and get them in the backyard and, and set up the beer pong table for them. And, and <laughs> you know, and, and that's what you do. So, yeah, look, uh, you know, as like you said, as a dad who's going through with a kid who plays a, a number of sports and. Um, you know, I, I, I know what, uh, you know, he went through driving the kid to practice every day, driving the games, you know, an hour away or whatever it is. So, um, again, it's a, it's just a, you know, a huge loss for the hockey world. And, and, uh, to be honest, I, I didn't see the eulogy. So I, I, I did, I did really can't comment on, it. I didn't see it. So, um, but yeah, yeah, tough, you know, tough for everybody involved, obviously. No doubt. And last thing is uh, the ESPN deal, NHL. What do you think? Yeah, I think anytime you can get uh, on uh, ESPN, I I think that was the, you know, we were a lot younger the last time (laughs) they were on ESPN. I remember being, uh, you know, in junior high school, high school. I always watched the NHL on ESPN. Um, Their commercials back then were, were phenomenal. The games were on the deuce. You know, as yep. ESPN two was called back then, um, and and you know, I remember watching a ton of you know San Jose Shark games when I got home at night from hanging out with my friends. Uh, you know, when I was in like eighth grade, ninth grade, and I'd always put on you know ESPN the Deuce and watch a Kings game or a Sharks game, and um, you know, I just don't feel for whatever reason that I did that as I got older. And the games were on, you know, the outdoor network and then NBC Sports. You know, ESPN is ESPN, you know. Say what you want about them, whether sometimes maybe they're getting too political these days as everybody else did. But, you know, they still are the kings when it comes to sports. And uh, I think it's a good deal. I think they're getting a, you know, the numbers are, I, I think, double what what their current deal is with with NBC and they still I think they've only given out what was it like half of their games they still can have another deal to be made Mm -hmm. um so there's a lot more money that could come their way so you know they're going to be there's a lot involved with streaming games um which is obviously reaching out to the youth who are that's all they do they're not watching cable um, these these young Gen Zers or whatever you know the generation is called these days, they are streaming everything. So I think it's smart for them to do that to reach out to that younger audience um, and get the games on their phones because um, that's where they consume this content. So yeah, I'm a, um, yeah, I'm a fan of it. Obviously, from a financial aspect, from a growing the game aspect, because I think you'll have more eyes just. Because it's on ESPN alone, um, and then again with the streaming service reaching out to the the younger generation, I think uh, I just don't see a negative. Yeah, I mean you got to look uh, outside of your own local team, and I know some fans are upset that you know you might not be able to see the the Rangers on MSG and stuff like that. But the league as a whole, you know, it's a great deal for them financially, and that's you know that's a big part of it, especially uh, after losing so much this year. 
uh, going forward. But, yeah, I mean, especially growing the game, like you said, you bring up the commercials and stuff. Um, you got to see the faces, the players. I think the NHL, uh, you know, uh, struggles with that. Uh, I think they can do more. Uh, and ESPN is just one of the best in terms of marketing uh, games, sports. Their production is just phenomenal. And, you know, I'll take all of it, man. I think it's just great. And I think it's great for the just for the team. I mean, for the for all the teams and for the league. And us as fans, like I said, it's our sport. It's our favorite uh, league. It's our favorite game, and you want it to be healthy. And uh, they're going to be able to put more money into the uh, into the whole league right now with these deals. And it's going to be a lot of fun, and they're going to bring back a lot of the aspects. Like I said, a lot of the young kids, you nailed it too. So this will be a nice flow in for the young for the younger generation here with uh, streaming and, and apps and all that other stuff. And and for us oldie fogies, uh, more me than you, obviously, KD. But um. You know, just hearkening back to the uh, the old memories of ESPN2 and, and, and the great production they used to have, uh, you know, of those games. And like I said, it's ESPN is, is the tops, man. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of great stuff. And uh, congratulate the league and, and ESPN for pulling this thing off. So next seven years, you don't have to worry about where you're going to find hockey. And look, man, with Disney Plus and ABC and, you know, just throwing it all in there, it's uh, it's just great stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Bring back Gary Thorne, though, too. Got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's something else you know, we have to bring up, too, is uh, the death of uh, Mark Pavlich. Oh, yeah. Good call, buddy. Yes. Former, former Ranger, gold medal wow. winner with Team USA. And uh, sort of, you know, and, and it really, unfortunately, really just a sad situation with you know, his sort of mental state and he was in uh, the mental, what was he in a mental institution? Because, um, obviously he had like assaulted a a neighbor and, um, yeah, it really declined mentally, which now his sister is saying it may be due to, you know, CTE brain injuries from, you know, concussions, um, during his time playing hockey. So, um, yeah, just, just a real sad situation for, you know, a, a, an American hero, a guy who was part of, you know, the miracle on ice, a big part of it. And, uh, you know, obviously a former Ranger as well. And, um, yeah, just, you know, thoughts go out to the family there. Yeah. I mean, tough stuff. I mean, you know, just Pavlich, uh, in Herb Brooks, those team, they were called the Smurfs, uh, always ran into the Islanders there in the early eighties and stuff and could never get past them. But, um, they were just great teams, love paths. Um, just a lot of fun, you know, and I saw that, you know, his pick, you don't see somebody for a long time and then boom, you see a face and a story and it just brings you back to, to growing up and being a young kid. And especially my connection with the Rangers, it goes back that far, you know, late seventies and early eighties, obviously in terms of me growing up with the team. And I know Barry Beck was pretty emotional on Facebook too about it. And that, that, gets back into he had some not so nice things to say about jd and the organization hopefully they can resolve all that stuff but um yeah you know. actually they, they did a follow-up on it. apparently jd did reach out to them and they did have a conversation so um i think uh beck followed up that post with another one saying that he did reach out or jd did reach out to them they had a conversation and and uh you know cleared the air i guess a little bit so yeah. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they were able to sort of mend fences there a little bit. Yeah. Unfortunate stuff, man. Again, like you said, condolences to his family and, uh, some great memories, uh, for us, older generation Ranger fans and some bad memories, obviously losing the, the Islanders dynasty. 
<laughs> Brooksy was a great coach, man. It was good stuff. I mean, all those guys coming out of the uh, 80 Olympics and stuff, those early 80s were good times. So, look, with that said, buddy, um, great show, man. Great to see you again. We missed you last week. Um, <laughs> thank all the fans out there for being patient with us. And uh, So, I got to ask you, buddy, St. Patrick's uh, next Wednesday, what kind of state are you going to be in? Oh, yeah. We, we may have to miss another show. <laughs> <laughs> So next week's show is to be determined, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right. So for everybody out there listening, downloading, uh, and for everybody, like I said, being patient with us, thanks so much uh, for hanging with us. Make sure you keep sharing and, and letting the world know about Gold Rangers Radio. So we'll let you know about next week. But until then, good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and healthy. And um, as always, KD, say good night to the folks. Good night, folks. <laughs>